Hello, beloved. Welcome to the Christ Mind Podcast with your host, A.D. Rose, a.k.a. Lexi, where we come together to shape our minds to become more like Christ. I just did that intro like five times, so that is why I'm like, thank you, Jesus Lord, that I successfully did that. Anyways, hi guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad to have you back for the third episode of this series and the fourth episode overall if you've been watching every single episode since i started this podcast thank you 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 and thank you um i'm so glad to have you back again and i want to jump into this video i feel like this is going to be a good topic because oh i okay i don't know why there's like airplanes deciding to just have a big old party in the sky right now but this is like the third one so i apologize for that we're just going to ignore it anyways um with this topic i um should like write a whole book about it because i very much know how much we are our own enemy i am my worst enemy and i can't wait to dive into this topic with you guys so as you can tell from today's title you are your enemy is a truth that is not subjected to anyone your enemy is not satan not people not the world or circumstances your enemy is your mind meaning you a question to be asked at the root of every um one every single one of our thoughts should be are you siding up with satan or are you siding up with god side note if you hear me reading all stuff, I promise you I'm not reading off of somebody else's stuff and just like saying it. I write all this stuff down so that, you know, I'm structured for you guys as as structured I, as I can be. <laughs> and then I read it off if I so I can like so you guys can, you know, know what I put down. So don't ever think I'm reading somebody else's work. I will always let you guys know if I'm reading somebody else's work or somebody else's point of view or just let you know if I got any of the wisdom from somebody. I'll never take claim for anybody's wisdom. So I just wanted to make sure because last video, one, or last episode, one, the audio was way too high, which I apologize. I'm trying not to get so close to the mic this time. And then um, secondly, it just sounded like I was reading off somebody else's stuff. And I was like, wait, let me clarify that's not the case until i say so anyways so let's dive into the video i mean the episode oh my gosh i keep saying that i need to stop saying oh my gosh too as well Ooh. anyways we're already distracted <laughs> let's get into prayer so i can center myself that's why i have this well that's why i pray beforehand so that god can enter in and my chaos the chaoticness of my thoughts can tamer down so let's get into it in the name of the father son and the holy spirit um our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you, Holy Father, for bringing us back to back here today, Father. Just another day, another joyful day where we get to celebrate your mercy and your grace and your love. Another day where we get to 
work on your behalf for your kingdom and for your people hopefully doing your will and 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 making you proud and thank you father for the forgiveness of when we fail that and disappoint you father i pray that we just center ourselves right now that we have a holy focus that we have our ears are open to hear your wisdom and to discern what's true and what's not true to rebuke our flesh in this moment as we come together and try to shape our minds like you father because your mind is the best mind and our minds are the worst minds because we are tainted not only with sin but with the enemy consistently trying to override us but also ourselves trying to override our own selves you know we're we're always signing up it seems with satan a lot of the times rather than you father and so let's change that today father let's make active changes throughout the day throughout the time that we have together right now and throughout the time that we'll have after this and actively seek you always and actively just search for you in your wisdom and your love and I just pray over this moment and this time. Let me be your vessel. Speak through me anything that needs to be spoken. And I pray that any of the worries that the person listening to me are experiencing right now that might be sidetracking them. I pray that you lay them at bay and that they give you their burden. And that right now we just have that peace. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so according to Google, mind means the element of a person that enables them to be able to be aware of the world and their experiences to think and to feel into faculty in the faculty of consciousness and thought that is a mind and so today we are going to talk about the mind i went a little um into detail last episode about the mind as we went through i believe it was like um in christ the in christ section of suffering let me see i have it right here oh yeah suffering in christ i talked about you know our mind um and today we're just gonna go more into detail as i mentioned before our enemy is not the enemy it is not god it is not people it is not circumstances our enemy is ourselves because we have free will and there is nobody or nothing forcing anything on us unless we say yes to it unless of course that exempts it exempts when it comes to mental illness and all those you know things that you were born with and you know it's you know uh, what is it learning disabilities obviously that doesn't apply but and i mean even then you're still your enemy because that mental illness is your mind and it's still not a person or or um people or the enemy it is just unfortunately your mind but where was i going with that gosh even if trying to say that anymore here i am oh but we're just going to again understand how we are our enemy so we can stop pushing the blame on everybody else and stop victimizing ourselves and take ownership so that we can really get to the rooted problems and fix them and have actual solutions in our life rather than just not doing anything at all not doing anything about it so 
First, we need to understand the mind. We must understand the mind that God has placed. We must understand, sorry, that God has placed a thorn in our flesh that is made to aggravate us according to 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Again, we have a lot of scripture like we did the last episode. So buckle up. And I wasn't lying. This time I'm a little bit hopefully more structured since I'm getting used to it. Okay, 7 through 9. Or 7 through 10. Uh, chapter 12, 2 Corinthians. Even though I've received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from being proud, from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boost, to boast in my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults and hardships and prosecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, okay, we starting strong. We starting strong. We must also understand that God made us naturally disobedient. Okay, so that's kind of skimming through the first topic. So, I'll, wait one second, sorry. Let me go back. Let me not go too forward. So again, as it says in Second Corinthians um, chapter twelve, verses seven through ten, um, we have a thorn. So I thought. So there was a good like um, picture I got in my mind. So we all have a cross to bear, right? If you're a Christian, you heard that you, we all have a cross to bear. We all have, you know, that suffering that we, you know, our walk with Christ. It's a cross that we must bear. And I believe that within that cross, there's, you know, it's a wooden cross in my eyes. And within that wooden cross, there becomes a thorn that gets placed into our flesh that again aggravates us. And that flesh as Paul described, or that thorn as Paul described it, it's something that Satan it's there and like Satan torments you. It's it's not God God putting that there for you to um just torment you for fun no that's satan doing the tormenting but that thorn though is to help you not become proud because if you can just easily fix your problems and easily fix your um easily get solutions and easily you know get you know just know how to do all these things then what's the point of god right if we just can handle everything ourselves that's not the case with us. We can't handle everything ourselves. We very much have proven to ourselves that we cannot handle it. So therefore, that thorn is that reminder that we cannot do it ourselves. That within this weakness, the only way we are to become strong and to get over that and not allow that to dictate our entire lives and take over our entire lives is by consistently going to God and giving that thorn grace you know allowing his grace to come in and his strength to come in and that's just an opportunity for him to just show us how he is always going to be there for us to take care of us and to guide us so yeah 
again we must also understand that god has made us naturally disobedient according to romans 11 32 so romans 11 32 says oh my gosh i mean why do i just said i wasn't gonna say that as much or i'm trying not to and then that's like every every sentence now sorry about that guys okay romans eleven thirty-two. it says for god has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so he could have mercy on everyone again for God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so he could have mercy on everyone. Again, this correlates to he didn't just place this thorn on you just to be rude and torment, you know, and just to make your life harder. Nor did he place disobedience on you just so he can just laugh in your face and have you fail and just have you enter hell. No, he did all this to show how good he is because we need to know that because if we don't, again, if we just have a perfect life and perfect times, we tend to think, we stop thinking about God and we become God in our lives. And we he doesn't ever want us to forget about him because if we forget about him, if we think we're God, then we've become like Satan because he thinks he's God. And he obviously is the complete opposite. So remember that. So do not allow the enemy or yourself to place shame on something God has naturally made us inferior to. Okay? You are naturally inferior. inferior. <laughs> You're naturally made inferior less i'll just say because i don't even know how to say the word apparently you are la you were naturally made not to obey there you go you were naturally made not to obey he he made us naturally disobedient so that he can continuously show his mercy on us so he continuously show how his how his forgiveness works um yeah so repent confess and give yourself grace so every single time that you become disobedient that doesn't so that's not an excuse remember just because i read that verse to you that god naturally made us disobedient that does not mean now that you can do you can say the excuse of whenever you go and commit your sin oh but like god made me like this no 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 that's why we twist scripture like satan does because satan knows scripture too and he twists it that's when we do the same thing just to make ourselves feel better no that still does not mean that you are to com continuously be disobedient purposely no he understands it because he made us naturally prone to it so when we when we naturally do it without thinking he understands that that's why but he understands it but we must confess or repent confess and give ourselves grace so we must again repent confess those sins that we have committed ask for forgiveness he then gives us that forgiveness and then we are to give ourselves grace because remember not to go into a shameful spiral because that's not what he wants he doesn't you're not god's not looking at you with a smile on his face when you're sitting over here when you made a sin a when you committed sin and then you're like oh i'm so terrible why did i do this oh how why can i just do right by god did it he's not looking at you like wow like 
he feel they feel so bad and and oh my i'm so i'm so happy that they feel bad because you know then they they're that's not repentance that's just shame repentance is coming to god and talking to him saying i am so sorry father i am sorry i am here again and again and again and again and again and i know and i know and i know i am in the wrong completely in the wrong father and i am so sorry i keep committing this sin that is taking over my life that is tormenting me that is making our relationship less effective that i'm not following your will that i'm not doing as i suppose that i am not making you my first love i am so sorry i ask father that you just help me help me help me please that's repentance and at that ooh that's me every single day of my life that's why it was so easy to show that repentance in front of you guys that wasn't a show that is how oh i'm not me tearing up sorry that's me every day because just because i know this it doesn't mean that i'm just above this right and my my mind because i am my enemy i'm again we are all we are all we are all our own enemy and my enemy myself i love to tell myself that because i know it i should be already doing it and above it and that's nowhere near the truth and so i consistently have to do that repentance and beg and beg and beg for his mercy but again i don't i try not to use the excuse of oh but i'm naturally like this no i shouldn't i shouldn't be so i shouldn't be so willing to agree to that i should be always wanting to fix that right and so should you so you cannot stop the thoughts but you can stop the cycle you must catch yourself immediately and think about what is honorable so as we went through i think it was last episode where we went through philippians 4 um 8 through 9 i'll go through it one more time in case you forgot or didn't watch or listen to the last episode it says And now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, on what is honorable. Sorry. Let me read that again. And now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and receive from me everything you learned or you heard from me and saw me doing then the god of peace will be with you Mm. so again you can't stop the thoughts unfortunately i wish i wish and pray that we could but we can't we just think (laughs) it's just it's just a natural thing right um, that's why a lot of us tend to go a little crazy because we wish to th- to stop them, but they do not ever stop. And when you see yourself doing that, remember what I just said to catch yourself immediately and change it. And that is to think about what is honorable, what is truthful, what is just, uh, what is justice, what is pure, what is pleasing, what is commendable, any excellence. So when you want to think about something honorable think about the commandments or the great commandment 
which is the commandments or the Ten Commandments. You can find those in your word or you can, you know, obviously research them. And then the greatest commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. It is the great commandment that Jesus created. It's the eleventh commandment. Um, if you want to think about what is true, um, think about his word. Get scripture. Um, memorize scripture in your head so that you can be able to battle the thoughts that try to contradict that. Um, if you want to think about what is justice, um, think about his promises. He will love you forever, never leave you, comfort you, keep you safe, keep his promises. Um, he keeps his promises. He's always faithful and always will help you. So if you want to think about justice, think about those things. If you want to think about what is pure, think about the Holy Spirit and ask him to enter in. Remember, he's a gentleman. He is waiting for you to ask him. He's not going to impose himself on you. If you want to think about what is pleasing, think of uh, ways to give. Um, if you want to think about what is commendable, which is meaning worthy of praise, um, think about his re resurrection, his sacrifice, um, the storm he has gotten you out of if you want to think about anything excellence think of his victories in the bible um the ones he has prophesied for the future and the ones again that he's gotten you through that is excellent so you cannot sit here and use the excuse now to be like oh my gosh but i don't know what to think about i don't know what's honorable and excellent and da -da. yes you do as i just gave you examples on what to think about to break those thought cycles it's not easy i know this i know i'm not speaking like oh like here just do it and it's done because i am i'm struggling with it myself i whisper that because ah, i wish i could say i'm above it but no i have to consistently 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 tell myself to think about positive things but then again i failed there's days still that I fail and I just and I, and I don't realize I failed it until when I'm in, sitting in bed and I'm like still thinking about something negative and it's like wow you really went 24 hours thinking negative things that's absolutely insane 24 hours I'm about to look up how many minutes are in 24 hours if you know wow you're incredible I don't 24 hours how many minutes oh my gosh that's a thousand and four that's a thousand four hundred and forty four minutes that I go and spend thinking negatively when I have a God in my life who just is giving me breath it is giving me a family to look at a roof over my head a place to just even worry i have food in my tummy i have water i like who am i to sit here and have and waste 1444 minutes thinking negative whoa and if you can relate to me we need to get our act together because that's absolutely ludicrous right there no wonder why we're so negative and i mean like so like in bad moods and like so easy to be resentful and have anger and and to think about the worst of every single thing we're just spending so much wasted time when we are just walking miracles within itself and we don't even realize that the world made us think that it's just humans are just human like we're just whatever we're just all like that we're just so equal that it's just i mean I heard yesterday you can create babies now without even male sperm like that's so dis that's so de what is that word dehumanizing like 
everybody because what it just makes you just question your existence and that's not god ever if you have to sit here and question like what that's so man-made you know Ugh, crazy taking a water break got myself worked up okay so we need an order okay again the battle right now it's really the battle of the mind are again it's not the enemy we're not battling the enemy we're not battling our circumstances we're not battling god we're not battling people we are battling our minds daily and in order to successfully declare victory in the battle of the mind we must place the armor of god on and you might be asking yourself sorry what is the armor of god well brother or sister i'm gonna tell you what it is i did not just i did not just bring you all over here just to tell you what it is and move on i'm gonna tell you okay 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 i got you so we're gonna go to i think you say ephesians ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 through 18 i'm a little too hyper okay let's go chapter 6 verses 10 through 18 it states a final word be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on all of the arm on all of god's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers and the in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places sorry therefore put on oh wait a second i just took off my uh headphones thing so i can't hear nothing which is not gonna work okay back on back on okay let me re unfortunately do that again because i messed up <laughs> okay a final word be strong in the lord and his mighty power put on all of god's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen of the unseen world against mighty powers in the dark world in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places therefore put on every piece of god's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil then after the battle you will stand firm you will be standing firm stand your guard stand your ground putting on the belt of truth the body wait sorry the body armor of god's righteousness for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared in addition to all these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fury air fairy arrows of the devil put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god 
pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers are everywhere 19 verse 19 and pray for me too. ask god to give me the right words so that i can boldly explain god's mystery uh, mysterious plans mysterious plan that the good news is for Jew- is for jews and gentiles alike i am in chains now still preaching this message as god's ambassador so pray that i will keep on speaking boldly for him as i should mm, as he should <laughs> i love that as he should <laughs> sorry um that was a lot and as i realized it said so this armor of God, it is not, yes, it's the battle of the mind. It is to, it's what you're supposed to place on for your mind. So I need to, I guess I need to a little explain that a little bit better in the sense of, okay, how do I, Holy Spirit, help me. So these anxious thoughts, this anger, this lust, um, any type of thought rooted in sin, those are all like different I would like to say like different demons type of things you know different things trying to come after you and like make it 20 times worse for you um if that makes sense right and it's you who sit who sits there and gives into it and or doesn't give into it right so that's why i'm saying that it's the battle of the mind that you must come that you must um remember and that it's like you're the real enemy because you're still choosing like i know a lot of people who are have anxiety don't want to hear this but you are choosing to be worried the worry is not coming on to you and worry is not choosing you right it's it's an emotion you have to experience you have to feel you have to place it into you in order for it to even happen all these emotions um again unless you're feeling mental unless you have a mental illness to where you can't control that you can and it's a learning process even if you some a lot of people don't feel like they can because they weren't raised to handle their emotions and handle their reactions and handle these things well and that's unfortunate but it's okay though because or it's not okay it's okay how should i say this it's okay to feel like you're not right now at that place where you should be but it's not okay to keep staying there even especially if you're grown and especially if you're mature enough to even be listening to this like you can make the initiatives and the steps to change the way that you were brought up and the thoughts that you uh that brought you up and so yeah the demons of anxiety and anger and lust and war and um and resentment and hatred and judgment they are consistently coming after you after you after you and when you place the armor of god on it protects you from those evil um demons trying to come at you such as anxiety again resentment lust and all those things and i hope that was explaining it better than before because yeah i get but again when i tell you how the enemy is not your enemy you're gonna understand that as well so but that's a, that's in a little bit okay let me go back so let me explain the armor to you again so we have the helmet which is our salvation it's our deliverance from sin applying and wearing the word are two primary means in which believers learn to have trust in god okay i got this from an article 
and I realized I didn't write that article down, so I apologize. But this is from an article. This is not from me, okay? So again, the helmet is our salvation, our deliverance from sin, applying and wearing the word um, are two primary means in which believers can learn to have trust in God. Then we have the belt, which is the truth. Um, it's Jesus' character and sacrifice is our primary weapon. Romans, Romans belt, like a Roman's belt, kept everything in place around their waist. A sword is the spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us fight against spiritual attacks and diminishes anything unholy. Then we have the feet fitted, the gospel of peace, which uh, Romans wore durable leather sandals that helped that left their feet safe, secure, and prepared to travel any surface, and that's how the gospel helps us. And then we have the shield of faith. Um, we must have the faith. We must have faith in God's ability and protection. And then, well, here's Hebrews 11, 1 through 13 for you for that. Let me get it out. 1 through, a uh, Hebrews chapter 11, 1 through 3. It says, faith, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we know, sorry, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So faith is not what you can see, it's what you cannot see, remember. And then the breastplate is righteousness. It's the purpose of a, the purpose of a breastplate is to protect the most important organ, which is the heart our relationship with god through jesus um, protects our heart from harm and injury so again you need to place on the helmets of of salvation the belt of truth the sword of the uh the spirit the feet fitted gospel of peace the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness that is the armor of god that is the armor we must be placing onto ourselves whenever we are every single day that we wake up that is the armor we should be placing onto the moment our eyes see sunlight you know see the sun coming out of in our rooms and we open our, or even if your room i mean if your room's dark naturally um the moment you open your eyes you should immediately say my dad told me to say with the or that he says right when he wakes up is holy spirit enter in and i rebuke the flesh and rebuke the flesh when i was actively like truly doing that and saying that when i woke up instead of going straight to my phone or going straight to the bathroom like it was like it really was doing a big change and it made me feel 20 times stronger and so sometimes that's just again the armor of god is to initiate it is by prayer you got to be actively in prayer because if you're not connected to prayer please do so because that really is your power that is your protection that is what's going to get you through this that is the way that you can truly break that thought cycle that you're going through that negative thought cycle that you're going through so when we fight our minds with our salvation truth the holy spirit the gospel of peace faith and righteousness the enemy the enemy's pressure has no weight people people's reaction have no weight and the words the world's doom has no weight 
Mm, I like that. I'm going to repeat that. When we fight our mind with our salvation, truth, the Holy Spirit, the gospel of peace, faith, and righteousness, the enemy's pressure has no weight. People's reaction has no weight. And the world's doom has no weight. The opposite of all that is death, lies, evil, um, which is like the flesh, uh, world peace, hopelessness, and wickedness. Those are all rooted to our tormented thoughts. Those are all the roots of our tormented thoughts. Mmm, wow. I didn't even remember writing that. Again, the opposite of the armor of God is lies, death, evil, which is flesh, world peace, hopelessness, and wickedness. And all those things, if we, if we truly rooted all the thoughts that we've been thinking that are negative, those are the roots of them all. Which means that we have been putting the armor of the world which means satan which is oh we don't want to think about that but we are have been putting the armor of satan on and that's why we're so beaded down and disgusted with ourselves because we're not even having the correct armor on oh how could we how could we do that do not believe every thought in your head don't speak according to how you feel remember understand the power of the tongue okay remember we are all made in the image of god what was god's best thing that he's done he spoke thing and spoke things into existence because he has that power and because we are made in the image of god and because he is our father and we are his children we do have the same traits as him our tongue our tongue is very powerful and james if you i think it's chapter four or chapter three if you read it it talks about taming the tongue and the power of the tongue and it's really bad how the tongue is really evil but unfortunately we have it anyways and we tend to use our tongue for negative things whether that's complaining or judgment which is gossiping or judgment on ourselves or shame on ourselves or or just talking down on not even to you know to our relation to people in our relationships when we're fighting you know we use our tongue negatively instead of for good and for what god wants us to do and what's pure that's why he james tells us as well in james i think chapter one he tells us to be slow um slow to speak slow to anger um quick to listen because that's what's really important is when we actually listen and not just think about what we're gonna say um sorry there's an airplane there's been like so many lately i'm so glad that it's taken this long for one to actually fly by because before i started this like five of them was like all of a sudden coming but i know that's the enemy he likes oh he, he's been he's been trying guys he's been trying to keep me away from this and because he got me okay so one i'm gonna get a little bit off track and i apologize but one he tried to make this this podcast stop by um i wanted this to be a youtube channel as i said in the the intro uh the intro episode like the first very first episode i posted i mentioned that i wanted to do a you know youtube with a podcast like i wanted this i wanted y'all to actually be seeing me right now but then oh my my goodness so much stuff was messing up technical wise and technology wise right and it was just so crazy and then god gave me the thought of like this is a podcast girl this isn't you the real 
main thing is the audio and so then i and like quietness and such right now i'm in my closet i have my computer that is what i'm recording on and it's been successful well then right when i found that out and i think i recorded my first um like little episode i immediately got sick and and i already was sick like two weeks prior so i got sick again so then that withhold me having to record videos and because i had to stay in bed for a little bit and i tried to resist it but i had to um so then he got me sick because you know if you know sickness is not by god it is by the enemy he tried to get he tried to use that against me but during that time i did a little bit of planning of the episodes ahead and then also now it's just um it was like giving me the motivation or not motivation because i need to stop just only worried about motivation i need to really do the discipline i wasn't having the proper discipline still i'm growing in that proper discipline to do this and record this so that i can um be on top of it and yeah like and i just sorry um (laughs) i got a text message um but yeah there's just been like little things that he's been trying to like just get me to just not do this for you guys and oh i'm just not letting him i'm not letting him and i tend to though in this i was just the stuff i would say was not good about like oh like ah i just it was just not good i don't speak really good when i'm in a bad mental health and especially with a sick mental health and yeah i don't know why i even brought that up but there we are (laughs) okay yeah so do not believe everything they speak according don't speak according to how you feel again like i mentioned in the first episode speak out things that that make absolutely no sense to you like absolutely no sense to you if you're like if you're sitting over here angry start speaking out happy thoughts start being joyful yeah i know it's not gonna be you're not gonna want to do it you're gonna hate it you're gonna feel like an idiot but do it anyways because guess what that is a a ha 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 in the devil's face and we want to laugh 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 in his face because he deserves it because he's laughing in your face every single time you give in to him so stop talking out loud stop saying out loud stop saying things out loud that are bad and just death anything negative is death and you're speaking that out and you're putting that out there and when that keeps coming back at you and keeps coming back at you understand you know be aware of your tongue are you speaking good things out or are you not okay let's see and then again hold all thoughts captive to christ like i said in the first video in second corinthians 10 um three through five okay so now we're gonna understand people and understand why people are not our enemies um wait one second wait one second i need to yeah like okay six okay sorry (laughs) um so now yeah we're gonna talk about understanding people So people are never supposed to be your enemy. Jesus has made it very clear how we are ought to treat each other. Yet we still can think about those few people in our minds that we're not on good terms with that causes our defenses to grow up, to go up. Jesus gave us a great command in Matthew 22, 36 through 39, that we shall love our neighbors as ourselves. 
That's why it's important to fix our minds on what we on what we see. Wait, what? That's why it's important to fix our minds on <laughs> I don't even know what I'm what. That's why it's important to fix our minds on what I have no clue what I meant to say on this. Let me see. Let me read this. I know I'm all over the place. That's why it's important to fix our minds on We see things because when we are aware of how we act towards ourselves, we will be more aware of how we treat. Okay, so basically I guess I'm saying is that's why it's important to fix our minds like on ourselves and how we treat ourselves and how we talk to ourselves and what we're saying out loud and be actively aware of what we're speaking out when we're by ourselves just as much as we're around people because when we realize how we treat ourselves is really how you we treat people i mean that whole like nasty uh cliche f- uh, phrase you can't love anyone unless you love yourself it's very true because if you don't love yourself you're not going to love anybody else in the way that they deserve because you can't even do that for yourself if it's impossible like that don't get how people can think that they can love other people and yet they're not even giving any of that towards themselves like no you're not loving other people what you're doing is giving the you're just clinging on to people or you're you're just using people as a distraction not to focus on what's what's also important which is you you're not obviously the most important thing in the world but you are important and you deserve love and if you're not believing that you deserve love that's crazy you're a child of god how could you think that how are you thinking that all these other people who are children of god deserve love yet you're different that doesn't make any sense so you must remember how you're treating yourself is how you're treating is how you're going to treat other people if you're somebody that just pushes yourself around all the time you're going to be pushed around by people if you're somebody that if you're somebody that's really hard on yourself you're going to be hard on people if you're somebody that slacks on your own self so you're going to slack with other people um it's just common knowledge but we don't want to think about it like that because that seems like a little bit too easy but it's truth and again like i said or like i said and i think another episode is we don't coddle around here we speak truth around here so Ooh, this one's gonna gonna hurt some souls. So, did you know that how you forgive his people, that is how you will be forgiven. <laughs> That's how you will be forgiven. How you forgive his people is how you will be forgiven. Ooh, when I found that out, I was like, huh? I thought God's supposed to forgive me about everything and about all things, and that his forgiveness is endless yes it is endless if you're the same way because who are we to withhold forgiveness when we are doing bad things because sin is not there's no levels to sin there's not one this sin is bad or or worse than the other no all sin is equally as bad and equally as terrible and equally shameful and deserves for us to go to hell when we commit them there's no oh i did this but at least i didn't do this nope you you did that wrong you did it wrong sorry to break it to you sorry to break it to you okay let me see it says in matthew 6 14 through 15 this is where that says it i'm gonna show you so you don't think i'm lying to you did i accidentally take that out when i was doing 
I think I accidentally messed up. Oopsies. Why am I all over the place? This is actually embarrassing. Or maybe I just put it in the wrong place. I think I did. I think I just put it in the wrong place. I will. Okay, so. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 14 through 15 says. If you forgive those who sinned against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I literally said exactly what he said. Like, how you're forgiven, how you forgive is how he forgives you. That's crazy. And that should make a lot of heart convictions happen right now. And that's okay. Repent, fix them, and all the people that you have a list on why you think you're waiting for them to say sorry you're waiting for them to become better you're um you think they don't deserve it because they're still making the same mistakes or whatever whatever reason you're withholding your forgiveness let it go let it go because all the reasons why god could be withholding his forgiveness from you he does never he never does he never puts that in your face he never tells you oh well you're here again oh well you did this Oh, well, you're not acting right. Oh, well, I can see you make this mistake from 10 in 10 years. So I'm not going to, who cares if you're sorry now, you know, like he's not doing that to you. When you come to him and you say, God, I'm so sorry here. He said, okay, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Even when he knows you're going to do it again. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. He tells us, I think it's like, I think it's like 70 times, like seven, like how many times that we're supposed to give i think it's like seven like it's supposed to be a big old number like that about how many times we should forgive there's no time limit there's no limit on when forgiveness is supposed to be given out even when these people have done the most tormented things that we can think about i think the most biggest testimony for me um listening to that is a very good example of forgiveness is joyce myers when she forgave her father who sexually abused her i think most of her life and also her mother who just allowed it to happen and didn't say nothing about it because she was too afraid to say anything about it she forgave both of them and she gave she was paying for their homes at one point and and luckily her father ended up repenting um at the late years of his life before he passed away and so she's has hope that he's in heaven now and stuff so that is a big 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 testimony for me is because I mean, I personally have experienced sexual assault, and that's really hard for me to personally give that forgiveness. But as I think, of, as I think of Joyce Myers and what she's been through and how she was able to give that, it helps me a lot more. So when you think about other, thinking about other people's testimonies and how they were able to forgive, really does um, lighten that or thaw out that ice in your heart of towards the people that you don't want to forgive and also when you place a mirror on yourself and you think about all the things that you've done to people that is that shouldn't deserve forgiveness yet here you are um Edward, you need to humble yourself that's that requires a lot of humbleness um yeah so let me keep going because i'm already almost an hour in um how does that affect judgment day for you as you think about the way you give out and withhold your forgiveness that's a question for you to ask yourself and then remember you don't have to be around them and that's not you excusing or allowing their behavior it's you 
never it's for you never for them so that forgiveness doesn't require you to become best friends for them and do i mean joyce myers did not have to go and um do give uh give her family pay for her family's home and still take care of them after their old age when they couldn't take care of themselves she did not have to do that but yet she had forgiveness in her heart and she decided to honor the fourth commandment where it says to honor hope it's a fourth commandment where it says to honor your mom and dad and, and to take care of your elderly um parents and that's not you know having them be a doormat be a doormat and allowing them to continuously hurt you and 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 disrespect you know that's again your forgiveness is for you not for them it's not to make them feel better it's to make you feel better so you know that you're not holding on to these things that are just going to torment you and you're you're letting go of the change you're you're unlocking yourself um you're unleashing yourself from things that could keep you captive and and keep you from not truly experiencing the peace that god has created for you um jesus told us that if our enemy if our enemy were to strike us we are to turn over the other cheek for them to do so once more we are to pray love and bless them (laughs) i was like excuse me excuse me excuse me you said what now (laughs) you said turn my other cheek and not slap them in their face back okay okay i guess we're gonna do that okay so luke 6 27 through 20 i mean 36 right yeah love for your enemies that's like the little um section okay but to you who are willing to listen i say love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who hurt you if someone slaps you on one cheek offer the other cheek also if someone demands your coat offer your shirt also give anyone who asks. and when things are taken away from you don't try to get them back do to others as you would like to do as you would like to do sorry as you would like them to do to you how many how many verses i was reading oh there's 36 okay if you love anyone if you love only those who love you who why should you get credit for that even sinners love those who love them if you do good only to those who do good to you why should you get credit even sinners do that and if you lend money only to those who can repay you why should you get credit even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return love your enemies do good to them lend to them without expecting to be repaid then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as a child of the most high for he is kind to those who are unfaithful and wicked you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate yep 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 he said oh my he's so good he said why should you get credit for things that sinners do like if you love people who only love you if you only do for people who do for you if you only treat people good because they treat you good and that's how you do things why would you get that credit why would you get a pat on the back for that sinners do the same exact thing you're not any better Ooh, wow way to humble way to humble okay did you know how you judge others is how christ will judge you yep 
Mm-hmm. I did say that. I did say that. I said, how you judge others is how Christ will judge you. I'm going to only say with that, and I'm going to read while I read Luke 6, 37 through 38. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not commend others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over it and poured into your laps. The amount you will give, the amount you give will determine the amount you get. How many verses did I say? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Again, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not commend others or it will come back or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount that you give back. That is a good one. I love that. I really love that a lot because I'm a person that because I know a lot of the stuff I know, ooh, the enemy loves to make me look down on people like no other. And I hate to admit that. I wish I was could I wish I was prone to that and I wish I was better than that, but unfortunately I'm not. And so I love to always be humbled and always get that heart conviction to remember do not judge. Who are you to judge? You are going to sit here and make a mistake today right after this podcast. So who are you to sit here and judge anybody? It's a humbleness that truly needs to stick to us all. And then when you understand that your judgment is a reflection of how Christ is going to judge you. Ooh, that scares you. That definitely scares you. Okay, so now we're going to, the last part we're going to do, we're almost done, is understand the enemy. He is weak, and his most powerful tool is pressure. If he can use pressure, sorry, if he can pressure your emotions, actions, and thoughts in the slightest, he will. Oh, (laughs) let me reread that. Okay, so understanding the enemy, we have to understand he is weak, and his most powerful tool is pressure. And if he can pressure our emotions, our thoughts, or our actions in the slightest he will pressure as in waking up in a bad mood when you wanted to wake up when you wanted to make a change like when you sit here and you want to make a change and the next day you wake up in a bad mood having someone speak to you in a bad tone messing up your daily routine any minor inconvenience he can use to shake our flesh is what he does best to distract us from god's will like he loves that i when i realized he loves to pressure to pressure pressure because again us us sitting over here crying saying oh but the enemy made me do it the enemy's attacking me today oh the enemy's just really coming after me like uh, and we're just like complaining about it and we're just like oh he made me do it he's the reason why but no he didn't make you do nothing he didn't make you do nothing if God doesn't even make you do anything, how how is he going to allow the enemy to make you do anything? That makes no dang sense. And that's just, again, victimizing yourself. You have free will, and that free will is also towards the enemy. It's towards God, and it's towards the enemy. And when you make the choice to make the bad decision, you made it, not the enemy. 
So don't put that on him. He ain't that he ain't that powerful. You are powerful. You're the one that's in the power. So what are you going to do with your power? And what have you been doing with that power? Sorry if I sounded rude. Didn't mean to. Okay. God has already handled the enemy and has declared victory over him. There is never a reason we should be fighting him. You need to be in the armor of God daily. So, if you don't believe that the enemy has already been conquered, I'm going to read you two things that state that he is. So that you can understand you, the enemy is not your enemy. He was God. He's God's enemy. And God already said, oh, let me tell you right now, he ain't going to win. <laughs> He ain't going. <laughs> and we love that. We love to hear it. So, in Revelation 17, um, verses 14 only, it says, Together they will go to war against the Lamb. But, sorry, the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And he and his called and chosen and sorry yeah and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him so remember when i told you that in the second coming oh i told you last episode with our flesh that our flesh doesn't even die because in the second coming we will be coming with him too and that's when our flesh will be resurrected um back to us this is this is why we know that the lamb is jesus so when we hear about when we when you in revelations when you get mentioned when the lamb is mentioned that is jesus right there and so again it says together they will go to war against the lamb they meaning the enemy they will go against the lamb but the lamb will defeat them because he is lord of all lords and king of all kings and he and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him so that was your first proven fact that the enemy will be defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then also I'm going to read you 1 John 3, chapter 3, verse 8. And let me get that ready for you. It says, But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. And he, sorry, when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. There you go. Uh -oh. Keep, but if you want to read it more, read all the way till verse till 10, verse 10 as well. Um, but he says it straight as day in verse 8. Again, let me read it. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning but the son of god came to destroy the works of the devil he came to destroy the works of the devil do not let the works of the devil destroy you when you have christ who came to destroy him use christ to fight the enemy don't be fighting the enemy by yourself you're not gonna win he told you that so allow jesus to do his job and let him do it <laughs> you already have a lot on your plate don't be trying to do things you can't be doing okay so once you allow Christ to help you fight, the enemy is absolutely nothing but a voice. Ooh, that's good. When you allow the enemy, when you allow Christ to help you fight, the enemy is absolutely nothing but a voice. Okay? He no longer has power once you let Christ come in. 
because Christ is doing his part now. You finally let the, you finally let him do his part, so he's going to defeat him. So that voice, so now he's just a voice. So whatever, whenever you hear from him, just know that's a voice. You don't gotta follow it. He's nothing. He has no power. Okay, he's just he just has, applies pressure. That's all it is. Not power. It's pressure. Okay. Oh dang! Wait, we have one more. We have one more. Actually, we have to understand the world real quick, and then that's it. Oh, and understand circumstances. But luckily, that's not going to be long at all. Okay. Understanding the world. The world. The enemy loves to apply the pressure of having us believe that we can do anything to save the world. That there is a thing called world peace. Scripture tells us that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, according to Revelations twenty-one, verses one through seven. And let me go to that for you real quick. So it says. I'll try to read that far away. No, it's not going to happen. Okay. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth died. I'm sorry. For the old, for the old heaven and the old earth disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God. And out the, and out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed as her for her husband i heard a loud cr a loud shout from the thorn saying look god's home is now among oh sorry among his people he will live with them and they will be his people god himself will be with them and he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain and all these things are gone forever and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. And all, sorry, all who are victorious will inherit all all these blessings and i will be their god and they will be my children that is the world peace right there that that place where there is no sorrow there is no crying there is no more death that is what we're actively seeking for but unfortunately this is not the world that's going to experience that the new earth and the new um heaven will be but that doesn't mean that we go and go and destroy the earth and destroy his people and not care about anything about the world no 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 because remember we have to have the fear of the lord which means respect the lord and love for the lord and if we respect and love the lord we respect and love his people and what he created he still created the world even though he's not the world of the world anymore the enemy is but we are to still do our parts and still making trying to make the place up make this world a better place is meaning doing his will and his will is always to take care of, of course, nature and, of course, his people. But our really our, our thing to do here is to spread the gospel and to put and to save as many souls and um, to save as many souls so that we can they can come to heaven and be at the wedding banquet with us. But, yeah, let me see how we do our part is by falling in love with god fully and wholeheartedly so then we can follow through with the will he has for us on earth that will save and help his kingdom his people and his kingdom is our focus not the world we must remember 
It's a disservice to God when when we're friends with the world, according to James 4, uh, James 4, 4 through 5, it literally says that you are an enemy to God if you're, if you're a person that is for this world, if you're a friend of the world. It is, it's not good. And then understand that Satan is the ruler of the world, according to jo uh, John 14, 18 through 31. Let me go to it. I think we have one more scripture left after this, and then we are done, guys. Okay. I know I took a little bit. I took about an hour and eight minutes. It's a little bit of time. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but we have things to talk about today. John 14, 18 through 31. Okay. No, I will not abandon you as orphans this is from jesus no i will not abandon you as orphans i will come to you soon the world will no longer see me but you will see me since i live you also live you also will live when i am raised to live to life again you will know that i am in my father and you are in me and i am in you those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me and because they love me my father will love them and i will love them and reveal myself to each of them judas jude judas i think it's judas or judah judah oops um not judas is something the other disciple but the other disciple with that name he said to him lord why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large jesus replied all who love me will do what i say my father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me and remember my words are not my own what i'm telling you is from the father who sent me and i'm telling you these things now while i'm still with you but when the father sends the advocate as my representative that is the holy spirit he will teach you everything you will um and remind you of everything i have told you sorry my stepdad's at the in his um his uh in the garage i am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace i give to you is a gift the world cannot give so do not be troubled or afraid remember what i told you i'm going away but i will come back to you again you sorry come back to you again if you really loved me you would be happy that i'm going to the father who is greater than i am i have told you these things before they happen so that when they happen you will believe i don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches he has no power over me but i will do what the father requires over me of me so that the world will know that i love the father come let's be going so as Jesus said himself, the ruler of the world is coming. He was talking to Satan and he said, and then as he said in there, he says, he has no power over me, but I'm doing what God wants me to do. So I got to do what I got to do. And it's not going to be easy for me, but I'm doing this because God told me to do it, not because the enemy scares me or because he has any power over me. And so we have to remember the ruler of this world is not God. It is unfortunately Satan. That's why Jesus has to come again. Otherwise, if god was the ruler of this world we would have peace and love and no sin but unfortunately satan and adam and eve ruined that for us okay last portion understanding circumstances there are moments they are moments not okay sorry sorry, sorry. 
So understanding circumstances, we have to remember they are moments, not our whole lives. They are building blocks. Let them build you, not tear you down. When you apply what you have went over this far, sorry, when you apply what we went over this far, you will, they will be the tools to change how you do and think about your circumstances. Remember, God does not give us more than what we can handle. And remember what I told you guys in 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13 where he told us he will not give us more than what we can handle and everything that we have other people are experiencing this so don't think that you're the only one to experience it okay so again these are moments in your life they're not your whole life the circumstance that the bad circumstance that you're going through in this moment in this time it is not your whole life it is a moment you're building blocks let them build you do not let them tear you down do not let them be your whole life because they can become your whole life if you allow them to but if they but again this can only this can become a moment so take ownership so that you can experience that temporal pain instead of victimizing yourself where you'll feel that eternal pain long-term pain so yeah that was i told you the circumstances is it's really easy to i mean if once we understand the mind when we understand the enemy once we understand people i feel like that's all plays a factor in our circumstances and so when we understand that it gets easier to deal with circumstances once we can deal with people once we can deal with the enemy and once we can deal with our minds um that's how to conquer throughout that's how to conquer any circumstance that we are faced that is not um peaceful and love and rooted through god um but yeah so that is that i'm sorry that this was a little bit longer than i expected i know that next video is definitely or episode is definitely going to be long because we are going to be talking about um the gifts that god has given us and the article i went through or i did to go through this to go through it it explains a lot about the gifts and i'm really excited to explain them to you but there is a lot to explain so yeah i hope you enjoyed i'm gonna go through the conclusion real fast because my mac is dying oh wait 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 wait! i brought the charger close to me so that i can in case this happens wait i'm gonna mute you real quick okay i'm not gone Okay, sorry guys. Um, I forgot I brought the, I brought my charger just in case it dies. And <laughs> okay, um, so the conclusion again. I'm just gonna ask you the question. I always I give you a question. Remember, and I give you a little goal assignment to do for the week that we don't see each other or hear from each other. So the question I have for you is, what is your biggest obstacle to apply grace to? Is it your circumstance? Is it people? Is it the world? Or is it you? What's the biggest obstacle to apply grace to? Is it to you, the circumstance, to people, to the world, or to you? Please answer that in either my YouTube channel of, of the podcast called The Christ Mind Podcast or on my Instagram, The Christ Mind Podcast, or my Facebook, The Christ Mind Podcast. I think for the Christ Mind podcast on my Facebook, you have to look up my, the name A.D. Rose and then I pop up there. But please answer those so that I can answer that question back to you. I only answer those in the questions. I don't answer them on here so that I can be able to communicate with you guys and, you know, we can be interactive and I just know you're actually doing it. And then also the assignment I have for you today is create a way to give whatever obstacle is hard for you. Uh, 
create a way to give whatever obstacle you have whatever obstacle that is hard for you create a way to give um oh my gosh what (laughs) i'm so sorry about that create a way to give whatever obstacle is hard for you um create a way to give grace to it and another story a story written in God's perspective, not in yours. So whatever whatever answer you give me about whatever's hard for you to apply apply grace to, create a way to apply that grace to it now. Whether, whether that's reminding yourself of his promises, whether that's um, studying the Ten Commandments, whether that's reading a scripture, whether that's um, just thinking things like remembering that you are... T- how you judge is how you judge others remember how you forgive is how you forgive others you know whatever that may be that small little thing that can help you give grace remember grace is that undeserving thing so it's not that it's not oh no one deserves this grace so don't think oh but i don't deserve it of course that's what grace is it's undeserving but it's given to you anyways so it's that undeserving love and and patience and and goodness that god gives us find a way to give that towards yourself that's the assignment today is find a way to give whatever is hard for you to give grace to whether that's your circumstance people or yourself or um the world find a way to give them grace okay let's pray and we're gonna end it and then father son and holy spirit Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you, Father, so much for having us here today. I thank you, Father, for the words that you've given me to tell them. I hope that I didn't just ramble and waste time, but I spoke what needed to be spoken out towards your people, Father, in love. And if I did come across as any uh, like any flesh-like in any way that's flesh like father i rebuke that and i ask for your forgiveness towards that because i always want this to be rooted in love and in you always and centered in you father i just pray over them as they journey on to this week that any of the things that they tackle that's um that the that is their obstacles um that they may be able to show that grace towards them towards that sub towards whatever it is father and that they may be good to themselves and that they may remember that they are their true enemy so that they can be able to conquer that and fight through that and stop feeling helpless and hopeless and loveless and weak and know that they are strong through you, Father. I just pray over their spirits, their minds, and their souls throughout this journey ahead, Father. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen goodbye i love you see ya wednesday